First, Patriot Mobile. Sadly, our economy has become dominated by businesses that cater to the woke mob. But no, everything's getting better. If your mobile service is uh, through one of the big guys, then you are, you're pretty aware, uh, hopefully, of what they do, where they spend their money, who they're helping, uh, and uh, who they're, you know, spying on or let the government spy on just by opening up the doors. For the past 10 years, Patriot Mobile has offered nationwide coverage with access to all three major networks, equipping you with the same coverage you've always had, but without sending your money to leftist causes. If you like free speech, if you like the Second Amendment, religious freedom, then switch to Patriot Mobile because they're on the front lines in their own time, supporting these things and working in our own communities. 100% based U.S. customer service team will help make you switching incredibly easy for you. Whether you keep your number, keep your phone, or upgrade one or both, Patriot Mobile is going to get you the plan that you need at the rate that you need. The more people that subscribe, the more people that they can support in the fight. It's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. 972-PATRIOT. Let me share some good news with you. While we were out and about doing our own thing yesterday, half of U.S. governors have sided with Texas in the border dispute with Biden. Now, uh, the I think it's Department of Homeland Security, one of these agencies have given Texas 24 hours to, I don't know, to do what, uh, uh, and so they'll make their decisions. Uh, people are now saying that we've got to uh, we've got to nationalize the National Guard, which would give control to the president and not to the governor. Um, and people are starting to say, you know what? <gasps> Civil war. We could balkanize the country. Yeah. Have you been to the Balkans? You don't want to do that. Uh, we're going to show you uh, what uh, is happening. A lot of it is good news if we keep our heads about us. And we'll start there here in just a second. Stand by for news. Uh, MyPillow is having a massive blowout sale right now. You're not going to want to miss out on it. MyPillow is grateful for all the years of support you've given their business over the years. They absolutely love to get back. Uh, you know, I, I wear my MyPillow slip. Yep, I'm wearing it again today. I'm wearing my MyPillow slippers. Are you at the point in your life where you have to check to see what shoes you're wearing? Well, they like, were so comfortable, I didn't. I know I was looking for them this morning. I don't remember what I put on, uh, but they're my slippers. Uh, and last night I was at home, and uh, my wife was sitting next to me, and she's online. She's ordering. So I said, "What are you ordering?" She said, "I'm ordering some my slippers for me too." Okay, uh, my slippers. They have a great sale on those. Everything is on sale. One hundred percent made in USA. You can get the blankets, the dog beds, the kitchen towels, the bath towels, the slippers, everything. 
To find out this offer, just go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener special square. Check out everything I've mentioned and more on sale now. Remember, enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. Get these specials free shipping, 800-966-3117. Yeah, now if I could just make a bathrobe cool, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I could I'd show up, you know, a wife beater t-shirt, even though that's wrong. But the T-shirt uh, and then just a robe and slippers. And wouldn't that be great? This is how this is progressing. Uh, this is the, the way Glenn Beck arc. Can I tell you something? <laughs> this is this is how America is progressing. Mm. We're just like, you know, can you imagine British? Brit, um, uh, Fetacy. Bridget Fetacy. Oh, yeah. Uh, she wrote something for The Spectator uh, about, you know, a civil war. America. You don't want a civil war. We're all too fat. Oh, God. And she said, we're all too fat and dumb for a civil war. Uh, and she wrote this this mock letter uh, from a soldier to his uh, to his mom, <laughs> which I think is just absolutely fantastic. So this is a soldier from the field, you know, like those Civil War letters. Dear yeah, mom. Ken Bur- like the old Ken Burns <laughs> yeah, style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dearest mother, we lost the battle for the River Ranch Costco. In fact, <laughs> we never made it. Some of the guy's moms couldn't drop them off. They said gas prices were too high. For those of us who did make it, we got lost immediately. Someone mentioned navigating by land using a map and a compass, but how do you use that without the internet? After a grueling 10-minute march in full gear with only our hot pockets to sustain us, we collapsed, too exhausted to continue. Who knew that my Call of Duty skills wouldn't exactly translate to actual battles? We lost Ralphie, too. He had a heart attack while putting up his pop tent. It's been one thing. It's one thing to be a fat cop, but it is certainly another thing to be a fat soldier. War is certainly hell. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. uh, Yeah, now a civil war not really designed for this type of lifestyle and and, and people. People that are like, why is my like? I was at a a restaurant yesterday for lunch with my wife, and uh, it. The line took about a ah, good eight minutes for us to get up in order. <laughs> yeah. And we, I mean, it was almost as if we were going to collapse. We were so upset about oh, it. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, when DoorDash is not there at the designated time that they predict, Americans freak out. That's not the type of society you build a civil war upon. No. Uh, that's it's like, uh, <laughs> you know, we're the type that would be like, okay, guys, 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 come on. Can we just give it a rest for a second? I need to eat. Yeah. I need to rest. DoorDash I'm is tired. here. Stop firing. I have to check what's happening on Facebook <laughs> and TikTok, please. Well, the question would really be, and it would be interesting, is which side of the Civil War would be more diverse? Because we've learned that that's how you make a strong military. The more diverse your military, you don't focus on the uh, merit and attributes of the individual soldiers. Right. You think instead about what percentage of this army is, you know, um, well, uh, illusion. You know, <laughs> right. That would be the other side, but mm-hmm. ours would be uh, size does matter. Mm-hmm. But it, we'd be talking about waistline. We'd be like, <laughs> maybe we could roll Tim down the hill. Uh, anyway, um, Texas and the Biden administration are at loggerheads now. If President Biden won't defend us, states will have to defend themselves. This is according to uh, Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders. 
Biden administration continues to refuse to secure the border. Virginia supports Abbott and Texas's constitutional right to defend itself. Glenn Youngkin. We are at this place now where we have 25 governors who are saying this is constitutional and we support. Now, let me play out uh, because there's some crazy there's there's always crazy people. You know what? We wouldn't have a problem with all these crazy people if there weren't so many damn crazy people. Um, but uh, we have people on the left and those who claim to be on the right that want violence, want war. And then there are people who are in the middle um, and, you know, maybe middle right. And I think partially middle, I can't say left, but more centrist, not Mitt Romney. Um, but that are so angry right now and they're peaceful, but they're angry and they're like, somebody has to do something. We have to stand up. So this is what Greg Abbott has done and he has done it the right way. He's an attorney. Ken Paxton is one of the best attorney generals in the country. They know the constitution inside and out. And so they are taking the constitutional route. Remember when our, uh, founding fathers said, that governments are instituted among men to protect these rights. And when a government becomes uh, hostile to those rights, it's the right of the people to throw off those chains uh, and form a new government. Okay, so there's a couple of things here. First of all, let's remember that the new government must be more likely to protect those rights. So leftists, mm, sorry, you'd be in violation, just like the South was in violation. Oh, you want to, wait, you want to increase slavery? Yeah. We as a government haven't really been protecting everybody's rights like we should have, but we're going to say no to more, okay? Remember, when Lincoln came in, he said the most important thing is to save a union. Why? Because a house divided against itself cannot stand. We know that to be true. So the most important thing we need to do is hold the republic together. Hold the republic together. But realize that Lincoln was also right. If we were to ever fall, the threat would come from within side. Right now, if we were in a scary movie, which sometimes I think we are, if we were starring in our scary movie, somebody would be in the Senate and you'd be in the House. And somebody from the Senate would pick up the phone and it would ring in the House of Representatives. You pick it up and they'd say, the call is coming from inside the House. No, I think it's coming from inside the Senate. Then somebody else would call, no, it's in the House. It's the White House. The threat is amongst us. The threat is from the system. So the founders gave us all kinds of things that we can do. And the first real, clear, constitutional thing that I have seen, a remedy, at least on the border, is National Guard being declared because of invasion, because the uh, government is not fulfilling its duty. That is just so clear. We should celebrate. And if something happens, first of all, I do not believe that federal troops or our, our border patrol agents would would fire on our National Guard. And I don't think our National Guard would fire on federal troops. 
They wouldn't. Um, I just don't think that we are there. Now, somebody could be stupid. That could happen. Somebody would be somebody fire something. I mean, look at the Boston massacre. That's the way things usually happen. The shot hurt around the world. But I do not believe that the Texas National Guard would turn on Texas with the Constitution being so clear. And I don't think Greg Abbott or anybody else wants that. What they want is the challenge in the Supreme Court. What they want is to say, we disagree. Now, the government has taken extra steps to harm Texas. And we're just following the Constitution. Supreme Court, who's right? We also have something really exciting happening right now that the founders did not. An election in November. Now, we have to watch how all of this plays out. We have to, if you haven't signed up to work for your district and you're, uh, you're not monitoring the election, you're not part of that system, then how are you going to complain? We all have to play a role in this to make sure that it is as safe as possible. But the founders, even if there was a chance that they could have voted the king out, even though it, would have, it wouldn't have happened, but it could have, if they had representation, they would have taken that. If the, if the election was happening in November, they would be very pessimistic about their chances, but they wouldn't have written the Declaration of Independence in July. So let's stop with, again, have you been to the Balkans? Have you seen a civil war? Not good. You know how many Americans died in World War II? 400 and what, 1,000, 405,000, something like that. How many died in World War I? About 200,000? Is that right, Stu? Uh, it's it's, it's uh, a, a lot smaller than World War I. Yeah, 116,000 in World War I, 405,000 in World War II. Mm -hmm. um, the bottom estimate, we don't know for sure, but the bottom estimate for the Civil War was 650,000. The top estimate is 850. That's twice the number of World War II. And more than World War One and World War Two combined. And people might note the population uh, was, was a, a lot, lot higher smaller. in World War Two, right? Yep. Like you, yep. this is a much more. Wait, this is what happens when both sides are you. Yes, right? when yeah. both sides are still your country, right. the numbers add up quickly. Now, I, I think it's a very bad idea, and I think everybody agrees. Uh, washing the world in blood. Would hasten the return of the promised one. I'm not trying to do that one. I, I, that's true. Iran might have some, yeah, some that's, affinity towards this plan. But. That's really one thing that I don't mind if my kids have to deal with and I don't. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I don't, I, don't, uh, I don't say bad things about them when they're alive and we're all gone and they're like, Jesus might come. Hey, let's slow that down. Let's pass that to the next generation. I am all for that. I'm all for that. I think Jesus would be okay with that kind of thinking, too. He doesn't really like war an awful lot. Now, we don't compromise. We don't back down. What 
what Greg Abbott is doing is absolutely right. Oh, boy. I have many questions for oh, you. Oh, boy. Okay. Let mm-hmm. me take a break before I get... I just heard him think. You know what I mean? I said, he's absolutely right, and I just heard... It, it still cranks up. It's a slow crank up process yeah, when a real I mean, new thought comes into my mind. <laughs> so we'll give him a chance to rev the engine here just a bit. And let me tell you about the Berna Launcher. What's your relationship with firearms? As an American, you have a right to keep and bear arms. And I would highly suggest that you have arms, you have guns, you have rifles, whatever it is, because with the way the world is going, chaos is in your neighborhood. It's everywhere. So protect yourself and your family. That's your responsibility. Now, not every situation where you have to protect yourself or your family calls for lethal violence. And you know what? I have a daughter who will not train on a gun. She doesn't like guns. She will not use a gun. And I'm like, you're on your own then, because no. Uh, So I got her and every member of the family a Berna launcher. Berna launcher just it looks like a handgun Um, and you can get it in orange if you want it. I got mine in black, Uh, but I have been in situations where I could have killed a member of my own family had something just been slightly different. And there are people that have done this. And when you pull the trigger on your gun, you better make sure you're right. But if you have the chance to stop somebody at a distance, this is where the Berna launcher comes in. It, it's non-lethal. It has kinetic rounds, and it also has tear gas, not pepper spray. <laughs> you do pepper spray all day long. Try tear gas, okay? From a 60-foot range, you can hit. Berna, B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash Glenn. Get one. Put it in your glove box. It's legal in all states. Uh, no background checks required. B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash Glenn. Get 10% off now. 10 seconds station ID. Oh, yeah. So are we falling into some trap here where... It's a trap! <laughs> Uh, Admiral Akbar. Yes. We're, we're falling into an a- Admiral Akbar situation where, like, the media seems to be inflaming. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. These, you know, some random voices on the internet talking about civil war and yeah, writing yeah. articles about it. Like, what? Like, isn't this, isn't this Texas situation a lot more boring than we're talking about it in the media right now? For example. Well, it is something that, I mean, uh, yeah, it's 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 a court case. It's a okay? it's a court case. Yeah, but it is a constitutional crisis it, that it we haven't had be. since the 1860s. It, it could turn into that, but like right now, what has happened is the case has not been decided. Uh-huh. They pushed it back in the interim, and all they said was that, I mean, what they said basically was Texas. Put up as much barbed wire as you want, but they get to cut it down for yeah. the ne- for the next and couple all months. Te- Texas is not stopping the feds no. from coming in and cutting the barbed wire. They're not right. Like they've just said, we'll put down some more wire. And the Supreme Court, this is not a violation. I know the left has a hard time understanding this. It's really hard for them to understand. Almost yeah. none of the people none of on them the left understand. who actually look at this stuff have right. any idea what's going yeah, on. Yeah, because they don't actually understand the Constitution, the Supreme Court, oh. and they're so used to it. Didn't go, didn't go our way. Well, then we got to get them. Okay. 
this did go your way to an extent. Very minor extent. Very minor extent. It just said that the federal government can cut the wire. It doesn't say Texas has to remove it. Now, they can't stop the federal government from cutting the wire, but as soon as they walk away, they can put more wire down. Now, this is not a a beautiful solution. No. It's not a final. I don't want to use that. <laughs> it's don't. not a, uh, a a bigger solution. No, it's bad. Okay. Hey, yeah. Look, it's not good. I'm not arguing it's good. I'm just arguing it's a lot, it's a it's lot not, more boring than a civil yes, war. Yes, it is. Yes, it is, it is. It is a court case that I still believe when it's decided will Correct. come down on the conservative side. Correct. I could be wrong on that, and I'm nervous about that because of Roberts and Amy Coney Barrett. Yeah, but I know. It, I still believe that Amy Coney Barrett, at the end of the day, is not going to go the wrong way on and that. they did not we'll argue insurrection. That, that wasn't it at all. That no. was not the argument. The, the argument now is this is a not insurrection. This is a, a, an invasion. Okay? Mm-hmm. And that word was shunned by the media at the very beginning, if you remember. And everybody's like... Well, I mean, it kind of is an invasion, but I mean, it's not. Re- you know, when you had 30,000 people coming over, you're like, oh, it's an invasion. When you have 10 million people coming over our border illegally, uh, it's an invasion. OK, so it's clear it's an invasion at this point. And that's what needs to be decided, because if it is and the government is letting them in, then they're aiding and betting, uh, abetting. That's not even the case they're arguing. Texas is just saying we have a right. If they don't do their job, we have a right to do it. It's, it's like watching your own home burn and all the firemen who lit the fire are standing around going, tough luck for you until you pull out your own fire truck and your own firefighters and you put it out. And then the police come and they say, you can't put your own house out. That's the job of the firemen. Yeah, they're not doing it. So I am. That's what this really is all about. Um, now, federal officials uh, t- uh, gave Texas until Friday uh, to I don't I don't even know make a decision. What make a decision? What a demand for Texas to allow Border Patrol to uh, access a key park. They can go there. I've talked to the Lieutenant Governor about it this week. They can go there, <laughs> but. Our National Guard's going to be there as well, and you cut the wires. Go ahead. I'm not going to stop you. I am going to lay a new uh, line of wire behind you. <laughs> it'll be a ridiculous uh, show, but it'll it's happen. A, it's a clown show, yeah, really, it at is. this point. It is. Uh, once upon a time, we uh, we almost made all of our clothing. Almost all of it. I saw that uh, <laughs> Levi's is laying people off. Good. Levi's is laying people off. Uh, I guess maybe probably in other countries because they don't make their clothes here in America. They're laying people off. They were the ones who said, we want to be the uniform of the American Revolution. Really? Do you? Well, some of us said, hmm, not interested. So now they're going to become an uber expensive pair of jeans. Oh, now I want them even more. Look, American giant they make their clothes here in America, and they make them right. They make them with, with better machines, machines that we used to use. They went and they bought them back from China after we shipped them there years ago, brought them back, 
fixed them, got them working in a modern fashion, and then retrained all these people to start making great American clothing. So buy American at American-Giant.com slash Glenn. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. Do it now. And head over to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. You can save 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. If you use the code Glenn30, it's Glenn30 at BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Hello, America. Yes, it's me, your old fat dad, <laughs> behind my cardboard microphone now. Greetings from Texas. Uh, we have Representative Barry Loudermilk. There's a story that we have been trying to get to uh, this week, and we just kept putting it off, putting it off, and I was going to have it next hour. I'm going to try to do it hour three today of the podcast, but I have Carrie Lake on in about half an hour, so, so stand by for that. But Barry has uh, been looking at, into the January 6th committee and the deleted files that contain critical information. They deleted them uh, before the GOP was able to access them. Now, they have recovered them, but we're looking for the password. And the password is never. Barry Loudermilk is with us now. Congressman, how are you? Good, Glenn. It's good to be with you again. Yeah, and, thank hey, you. we haven't tried the password never. We, we may just get down to Trump and see how that works. <laughs> could do hate Trump. Could do scam. I mean, I could go all day on those. Um, Barry, what what is the significance of these files? Well, that is what we don't know. Um, all it, we know at this point is they were recovered from what uh, – a series of hard drives that were given to us that were the hard drives on the computers of the select committee on January 6th. Um, at one point in my uh, communications with Benny Thompson, who was the chairman of the select committee, mm -hmm. um, regarding videos that he admitted that they didn't keep that are critical to the investigation. And these were the videos of the depositions, which even Liz Cheney in her recent book says was so important that we videotaped so the American people could see the truth. But they decided not to preserve those. Uh, we were communicating what? with him about that, as well as documents that he sent to the White House and DHS instead of keeping them and giving to us. In his response to me as to what happened to these documents, why didn't he keep them, he mentioned that they handed over four terabytes of digital data to us. The problem is we only had less than three terabytes of digital data. So when we found out that uh, these videotapes were missing, that we searched for those, they didn't exist. He admitted to not keeping those. I don't know where those are. We're still trying to find those. You know, can somebody um, check? I'm pretty sure the NSA has a really big storage <laughs> cloud in Utah. Can we maybe knock on the door and say, hey, uh, are you a lending library? Can we see some that, stuff? That <laughs> that is a possibility there. Uh, we've even gone to the house recording studio, who is when you normally do a deposition and you have it uh, recorded, uh, video recording, you just call the house studio. This is what they do. They bring in the equipment, they record it, right. and they keep it, and they make it available to you. And then when you're ready to archive it, you get it from them. Well, what the select committee did was different because when when uh, Benny Thompson told us he didn't keep any of these, we just went to the recording studio and said, can you give us copies of them? 
They said, well, we don't have any because they didn't allow us to have any. In oh fact, my gosh. they only borrowed our equipment. They wouldn't even use our people to do the recording. So that sounded to Holy me like, cow. wow, this was planned from the beginning. So we hired, uh, trying to figure out where these other one plus terabytes of, of data were, uh, we hired an independent outside uh, computer forensics company to take those hard drives and do a low-level scan of them. And uh, as you would expect, a hard drive that someone uses, you're going to find some deleted files. Now, if you see files that were deleted early on in the investigation, you know, it, it's it, it doing work. You delete duplicates, you get rid of things. But what highlighted to us was uh, uh, files, and in particularly some that were deleted, that they recovered, that were deleted just literally days or hours before the Republicans took control. One of those documents that we were at was not password encrypted for some reason. It was found in the recycle bin. Was related to the depositions that were sent to the White House. So there's a deleted. Uh, file that was deleted on Jan or January 1st, two days before the Republicans took control, related to documents that we know that they had that they sent away and we didn't have access to. There were also 117, I believe the number, of documents that were password protected and encrypted that we can see the file names. We can see what type of file it is and those names don't match anything that we already have. So they are unique documents that I believe we haven't seen before, but we can't get into. So how critical they are, we don't know. Okay, I just so, want somebody to give me the password. So we are uh, saying, don't we have people that do that? I've seen it, you know, in movies and stuff. You put a little box yeah. over the password and it's like, <laughs> password is cake. Like, <laughs> All right. So anyway, that's my password. By the way, I've got to change it now. But we're talking to uh, Cher uh, Chairman uh, Barry Loudermilk from Georgia, the um, conservative Republican from Georgia. Um, the uh, is, is any of this illegal? I mean, aren't you supposed to preserve documents? I know if this happened and Congress wanted uh, information that was on my computer and I just went, whoops, I deleted it all. I think my butt would be in a chair in front of you guys and you'd be, I'd be in trouble. Yeah. W wouldn't yeah, I? And, and it, you could be, yes, because if you deleted it at a point when you knew that Congress was looking for it or you knew the courts were looking for it, yes, I mean, you're free to delete anything you want today. But once you know, and they did know or a right. letter, and they did know. We sent them letters of preservation. The clerk's office has rules regarding what should be preserved, and videotapes oh, of depositions are part of so that. So why However, is nothing happening? Well, we are, we've got to know exactly the extent of where things are. And, you know, my, my number one priority is getting the, the password. Yeah. So we can, you know, uh, not only the passwords for these documents, but getting the documents from the White House and Homeland Security that they have. And so uh, we are, for lack of a better term, working with the White House right now. Uh, mm. they, the four depositions they have that are, these are House documents. They are not executive branch. These are documents owned by the House of Representatives. They are White House employees who testified before the committee. And uh, the chairman sent those to the White House. 
Um, we requested them. They didn't respond, requested them again. They responded and said, okay, we'll send them to you once we redact them. So they sent me four documents that belonged to the house, so heavily redacted, they're literally pages. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Look, Barry, So, what do you think about this? Let me, got, let, me, let me just offer, yeah. I can get on the air now. I could probably find somebody that goes by the name of like, you know, one eye, and uh, yeah. he can have that thing hacked open you know, pretty quickly. And we do it, you know, in the Capitol, you know, under supervision and stuff. But I think we could get that done. I cannot believe with the power and the might of the United States of America, we can't open up those files. Hmm. We're, we're going to be looking at, uh, there's, we've contacted some different, uh, firms, if you will, that, that have technology to try to get into these. Now, some of them say with the new encryption standards, they may not be able to, but we're looking at doing that. In the meantime, we're just trying to find somebody that has the passwords. I, I asked Benny Thompson for him, uh, just a simple letter saying, hey, we found these documents. Well, not making an accusation here, but uh, we just, they're encrypted. Don't know why you encrypt them, but we need the passwords. And he responded with a three-page letter. Uh, I think he used Ultra MAGA in it about uh, eight or ten times, uh, making all kind of blanket accusations. That seems like obstruction. Said, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, seems so, like obstruction. And, and which could be the case. It could be he doesn't know what the committee did for two years. Somebody <laughs> on the staff does. <laughs> okay. Somebody uh, knows what those passwords yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. Um, talking to Representative Barry Loudermilk uh, about January 6th, there's one other thing I want to hit quickly. This whole pipe bomb story is falling apart quickly. I mean, all of the January 6th narrative is falling apart. Um, any update on the pipe bomb thing? I mean, this week we, we saw the video of an undercover Capitol policeman who is supposedly was just a passerby at the beginning. Now we find out he was Capitol Police. And he spots it, then goes over to the Secret Service they finish their sandwiches, let kids walk by it before yeah. they get out of their car and, and, you know, then send the robot out to disarm it. What the hell is going on with this? That is a good question. We've been working with uh, Representative Thomas Massey of Kentucky. This is something he want, wanted to take on as a member of the Judiciary Committee and the Weaponization Committee. So we've been working closely with him, pulling uh, video records, uh, doing some investigative work ourselves. Um and, uh, you know, we released in the last couple of weeks that it was an undercover Capitol Police officer. But even before we knew that, we have video of the person who placed the pipe bomb. Uh, you can watch him place it the night before. And it was obvious that he was putting it in a place to be found. Yes. The Secret Service had the vice president-elect Kamala Harris at that building. They were there sitting literally feet away from this pipe bomb and never saw it. it I mean, they are supposed to be doing sweeps I of mean, the building before you bring somebody there. And that pipe bomb, it sat there from the night before. If you so there's some as, if, as if you say, look at the pipe bomb, the, if you look at the pipe bomb, it, it was like designed by Megamind. I mean, it's so clear. It's got the kitchen timer on it. It is so yes. clear that it was meant to be found uh, and that it's a pipe bomb that my dog would have sniffed it out. How did they miss it? Inse except they did find it 20 minutes before the vote was supposed to go down on Capitol Hill. 
Wow. And that's where the timer was stopped. It stopped at 20 minutes before the hour or whatever. Wow. What a coincidence that is. And why is it that Kamala Harris, we didn't even know that she where she was and anything about this for a year. And how is it that this is the greatest scandal and the darkest day in American history? And yet the people that would gain the most from saying there were two pipe bombs, they planned on blowing up buildings, haven't said a word about it. Why? And the FBI pulls resources from the investigation and moves them over to uh, uh, helping prosecute the people that were there on January 6th. It seems to me a lone pipe bomber would be more dangerous that's still out there than grandma and people who have already, you know, uh, even if they did something wrong, which there were people that did. I mean, there was violence that day. But there, there are other people that they're spending an awful lot of resources on mis- what should be misdemeanor charges, um, th- that you're going to pull resources from investigating a pipe bomb to go after these folks. And, and then there's the issue of the gallows, you know, the, yep. the infamous gallows that, um, uh, that Biden is using in his campaign right now. Yeah. And they were, question about they were that built is, the night before in front of police. Like six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Why didn't somebody tear that down? Mm. I mean, with all the security, with all the police, with U.S. Park Police, the FBI, uh, Metropolitan Police, the U.S. Capitol Police, in droves all around that area that morning. And we have it all on tape. Somebody report it. Yeah, and we have it all on tape, and we can't find the guys that built it, can we? Well, the the FBI sure hasn't. uh, Yeah, that's uh, weird. An independent investigative reporter that's doing tremendous work, much like Steve Baker is with you have been doing, has been working on this, and he's gotten more leads than the FBI has. Yeah, that's weird. Let me tell you, Steve has done a tremendous job. Um, We we spent a lot of time with him. Of course, he's been in our office looking at videos, and uh, you know he's doing a great service to the American people by exposing some some in depth corruption. I know. You know our prayers are with him Thank and our you. support with him as well. Thank you. I, I will say everybody at the blaze and I, I asked the audience to do the same pray for him because um, we're expecting him to be arrested any day and we don't even know the charges and they won't tell him the charges. Um, and uh, all he did was investigate. He was there just as a reporter okay. investigating. And uh, now that he's exposing things all of a sudden, Oh, they, they, they're going to file charges. So, any day. Thank you so much for your help on that and everything else, Barry. Appreciate it. God bless. Well, the American people deserve to know the truth. They sure do. Thank you. Congressman Barry Loudermilk uh, from the great state of Georgia. Now, I'm going to put this all into perspective why this is happening. I'm going to do it quickly after the break. First, Jace Medical. Vital medications. You know, I don't remember a time when they were rationed uh, in the United States, at least in my time. You know, back in the Civil War, yeah, penicillin was really hard to get. But uh, that used to be something that happened only in other countries like Cuba. But unfortunately, things just aren't that way anymore. Shortages are real. And when it comes to vital medications, they can mean the difference between life and death, literally, especially in emergency situations. This is the reason I urge you to call Jace. 
Jace. Get the Jace case on hand. Personalized emergency medication uh, equipment that contains five essential antibiotics. Treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. It's customizable. I have a child that has uh, uh, a allergic reaction to amoxicillin, so we could customize that. They can add on medications that are available. You can do whatever is fit for your family's need. Uh, and you can have a year's worth of supply of those medications in your own home. Please go to jacemedical.com. Fill out a, uh, uh, an online form. Then you'll get a prescription. Then life-saving medications delivered right to your door. Do not wait. Use the promo code PREPARED and save. jacemedical.com. Promo code PREPARED. Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You're listening to the swinging sounds of Glenn Beck. Sit tight, boys and girls. We'll be right back after these messages. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. I just want to remind you, we are not fighting against our Democratic neighbors. We're not. They're silent, uh, and they may have been revved up so much that they don't really see what's going on. But let me give you a poll. It was just released this week. This is who you're fighting. Elites and super elites, okay? The people who went to Harvard and everything else. They just did a new poll on this. 73% consider themselves Democrats. 74% uh, say their personal finances are on the upswing. They also say that... 89% say they support the strict rationing of meat, gas, and electricity. They would ban powered cars and no non-essential air travel for you. 47 and 55% believe the government affords Americans too much freedom. By the way, regular Americans are between 16 and 25% tops on all of those. The Glenn Beck Program. We're glad you're here. Earlier this week, we heard a stunning audio tape. Listen. Is there a number at which... I can be bought. <laughs> That's what it's about. You can take a pause for a couple of years. No. Let me go right back to what you're doing. No. This is Carrie Lake. She's the uh, former Arizona news anchor and now a candidate for the U.S. Senate in Arizona. Uh, one of her, quote, friends who runs the, or ran the GOP in Arizona, uh, came to her to tell her that somebody back east wants her out. So 
is there a job we can give you where you can make lots of money and, uh, you know, uh, just disappear for a couple of years? Because there are some very powerful people that do not want you in the Senate. Hmm. Carrie Lake joins us. We'll have a conversation about that in 60 seconds. First, Tunnel to Towers, out of the ashes of the 9-11 tragedy, Tunnel to Towers Foundation rose to the challenge of supporting Americans fallen, the injured, the homeless heroes and their families, their Gold Star fallen, uh, fallen first responder, Smart Home and Homeless Veterans Program all honor the sacrifice made for us by those who have risked their life for all of us overseas or in our own communities. Their Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America with over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year, not to mention dozens of golf outings and barbecues. We all need to uh, help them help the heroes that need it. Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute also works to educate kids from kindergarten all the way through the 12th grade about the awful events that happened that day. We, if we are going to repeat history if we don't learn history. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. Americans' heroes are counting on you, and 95% of every dollar goes directly to these programs. So donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Welcome to the program, Carrie Lake. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. <laughs> are you? Yes, it has been a crazy week. Oh, I, I, I bet it has been. Uh, and arrows are coming your way everywhere. Um, so, first of all... You know what, uh, though? You know what? Uh, actually, no. I think I think a lot of love's coming my way from the people. Oh, Obviously, I think... Obviously, so. the arrows, yeah. arrows have been coming my way for a long time. Yeah. Um, the people are just exactly fed up right now and they're they know this stuff's going on and i think it just verified that they're not wrong this is the kind of world we're living in the corrupt world in washington dc and in politics right so so let's let's start kind of at the beginning you th- this guy was a friend and a co-worker uh he claims that we were friends we were just having conversations um <laughs> Do you record all of your conversations, or is there a reason why you had this conversation taped? Did he do it before? Yeah, go ahead. Why why would I record this? Well, I recorded it because it was about two or three in the afternoon, and I got a call from Jeff DeWitt, who is the the chairman of the Arizona Republican Party, and he said, hey, what are you doing? I got to come over and talk to you. And I said, um... I'm a little busy right now. I'm actually packing for CPAC. I think you were, might have been at that CPAC. Yep, I saw you and there. Finishing up, finishing up my book. I, I don't have a lot of time. And he said, well, I'm, I'm right in your neighborhood. I'm, I'm going to be there in five minutes. I have to. What I have to talk to you about, I have to do in person. It mm. can't be. Um, and I said, Jeff, at this point, I, I, a lot of people uh, knew I was speculating. There was speculation I was going to run for Senate. And I said, if you're trying to talk me out of running for Senate, because I knew he had some friends who didn't want me to run for Senate, um, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to entertain that. And he said, no, 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 no. I just, I got to come over, but I ha- I can't do it on the phone. What I have to talk to you about. And I just got a bad feeling about it. I thought, is there going to be a threat? What is, why does he have to come to my door and talk to me? I know I would record so that conversation that's why as well. I recorded it. Yeah. I, I just thought if there's a threat, a threat, if he's going to threaten me, I need to have this on recording. I never even listened to it back until this week. Okay, I, so- I just said, so, okay, go ahead. Okay, so wait a minute. So had he, because his resignation letter was bizarre. 
if I wasn't doing things, I mean, I've had all kinds of conversations with Stu, but this is what I do. This is what I believe in. And if Stu said, I've got some tape and, uh, you know, I'm going to expose it, I'd be like, I'd come on and say, go ahead, expose it. We had many conversations. Some of them were difficult conversations, but none of them were unethical or illegal or anything like that. Why would he resign and say, I'm resigning because of her threat that she's got more tapes? Do you have more tapes? And did he do other things like this? No, I don't. I, ha- I don't have more tapes. And that's what is so disturbing about it, that he thinks wow. that his behavior has been so unethical that he thinks there's worse stuff out there. So you never said that you had more tapes to release. You never gave that threat to him. I haven't talked to him, returned any calls, even texted him in a long time. And and this is a bunch of BS. He's saying we're, that I blackmailed him. I didn't even tell him I was putting it out. Usually, if, it, if there's a blackmail situation, you say this is going out if you don't right. do that. So he didn't even know until until the uh, media contacted him for comment. You know, I don't. He didn't know it was going out. Now you said but this. That, Go ahead. He's behaved in a way that he thinks there's. I think that the response he said there's, there's more damaging video out there damaging stuff out there and i'm like what what could be more damaging than 10 or yeah, 11 minutes thought. yeah of a bribery call i mean is there a snuff film out there what the heck is going right. on with this okay so um i said when this tape came out i i was really angry and said not another dime should go to the gop this guy should resign if the if this is illegal they should be arrested anybody who was involved if it wasn't illegal it should be illegal Um, And I said, it's not just about this guy in Arizona. The most important thing to me was that uh, a call came from back east. And the way he Mm -hmm. said it, it was very knowing. Uh, Do you and you don't have to give any names, because if you do, you're you you, you're going to you can get in trouble for slander Mm -hmm. or whatever, Um, you know, unless you have something to, to back it up. Do you have a pretty good idea of who he meant by back east? I don't know. I mean, I've thought about it long and hard. I've got some guesses I could make, but again, I'm not going to do that. The sad thing, though, Glenn, is you could sit there for hours and think about it and come up with a list of 300, 400, maybe 500 people or groups or organizations that it could be. And that's it says a lot about the state of our government, the yes. state of our political situation. Um, it, you know, it could be so many different people shows you how corrupt Washington, D.C. is. Um, OK, so uh, is anybody has anybody reached out to you from back east to say, hey, we got to get to the bottom of this? Anybody no. from the GOP? <laughs> Nobody. No, nobody from the GOP. I've had, I've had some great people reach out to me, senators who I think are fantastic, Correct. who said, oh, my gosh, yeah. you know, yeah. we can't wait to get you in the Senate. We need somebody who isn't bought and, and paid for and influenced. And you would think, Glenn, I mean, and I appreciate you for having me on, and we've had some great interviews already on this, but the mainstream media, by the way, I went public with this within 24 hours. I went public, I I flew out of town, went to CPAC, changed my entire speech, and I just talked about this. I said, I just got bribed by a pretty big political person to stay out of politics. You know, basically offering me, how much would it take to make you to stay out? And I brought my whole speech, I kind of wrapped around this, 
And mainstream media didn't reach out and say, who bribed well, you? Can I tell you what? something, Carrie? Uh, I mean, I've heard I've heard those things before. I've had things like this happen to me before, and I've referenced them, but I didn't have a tape. Um, why did you not? Because I would have had you on the next day had I thought that you had proof of it. Um, and maybe it was just me for just dropping the ball here. Um, why did you wait for the tape to be released or to say, I have a tape of it? Well, I, I didn't want to release, release anything, and I also didn't listen to it. I taped it because I was afraid there was going to be a physical threat, and when there wasn't, I just kind of put, the, you know, put that file away and never even dealt with it. But I, I felt that going public with it the next day or within 24 hours when I went on the CPAC stage, and since then, again, mm. this was 11 months ago. Oh, I know. I've had, I've I was had there. I heard you, and I, it didn't occur to me to ask you if you had evidence of it. And I'm sorry. I, I, I should have. No, that's okay. <laughs> well. But uh, I didn't listen to it until this week. I just went, oh, my gosh, I, I have a recording of that. And I was eating dinner with my husband. My daughter was um, eating dinner with us. And I happened to, I tracked it down and found it and hit play while we were eating dinner. And, and literally, as, as vivid as I recalled it, and I think when I did my speech at CPAC, I described it pretty well. Our jaws dropped to the floor. We were shocked. I went, oh, my gosh, this is so much worse than I even remembered it being. And my daughter was shocked. She said, tell me that guy doesn't work in politics anymore. I said, um, he heads up the Arizona GOP. And she said, what are you going to do about it, Mom? And, and I thought... I didn't really want to put that out, but how disappointing when you're, when your kids hear something like that and then you just sit on it. Well, I didn't want to, um, I will, I will tell you, you won a primary, did you not? Um, in the, in the governor's race? Yes. Yeah. But, um, no, not yet in, in primary primary happens when in In Arizona, in August. Oh, geez. I'm, I'm, Uh, I'm up 40 points uh, against the uh, competitor that I'm running against. How many points? Depending on the poll, 30 or 40 points. Okay, I'm not good. really worried. So primary. here's the amazing thing that, you know, somebody back east, powerful people really want you to go away. They don't want you in the Senate. I know that there is a big Senate fund and I'm not making any accusations, but I know there's a big <laughs> Senate fund that is uh, that the GOP has that is controlled by one individual who does have a. Um, a pattern of supporting people that are not MAGA at any cost, even if it means we lose a Senate race. Um, And uh, they're not going to get behind you. First of all, if you're leading by 30 or 40 points, then you're the obvious candidate. Let the people of Arizona decide, but you should be getting support from the GOP. And if somebody is, is trashing our system and they are offering bribes so people go away, that all has to be exposed. I can't call out corruption on the other side if I don't call it out on our side. Oh, 100%. I, I, don't, I don't want corruption anywhere. I don't want it on the left. I no, don't want I don't it either. on the right. And right now, Glenn, it seems like we have a lot of corruption in the Republican Party. And there's just this, resi- you know, and I think a lot of it is resistance to Trump. They don't want Trump running. And I don't know if it's because he's going to reveal a lot of the corruption. Frankly, I want people going to Washington, D.C., who Washington, D.C. doesn't. Oh, me too. So, you know, the the media now is covering this 
And they're trying to, oh, he was just offering her a job. It's like, no, no, no. And they're just, you know, you talked about it. You have conversations with your friends. You run a business. Have you ever had a conversation like, this is not normal. No. Anybody else who runs a business, if this is the kind of normal conversations you're having, you're probably in the mafia. Well, quite honestly, I mean, it makes, it, it, it says a lot about people who leave Congress uh, and before they run for another higher office, they go to work for these companies uh, and seem to bide their time. Um, there have been accusations by the guy who did it that you edited the tape. Is there any truth to that? I, I put 11, 10 or 11 minutes that involved the bribe. And I don't know how you could say that was, I, I forget the word he used. Um, Out of context. Uh, so yeah, some sort of out of context. How do you take 10 minutes of bribery out of context? I, I mean, this Stu and I were talking about this yesterday, and I said the only way it can be taken out of context is if the sentence before was everything I'm about to say, I'm totally making up, Carrie. That, that's <laughs> or, the only way to take or, it out of context. Or I got to describe a scene from a movie I yes. just watched. Yes. Here's how it went. Yes. Yeah. Um, is, but that, but the tape you gave us is, he said it was, was, uh, said it was creative editing. Yes, right. The, the tape I gave you is, is an honest tape. I pulled 10 or 11 minutes. I forget. I think it's a little over 10 of him trying to bribe me, but you did not splice around or edit anything nope. out of those 11 minutes. Nope. Okay. It's all of the bribery part. And I didn't say, Hey, welcome. I, can I got you a cup of coffee? All of that. But, you, you know, this is this is this is not taken out of context. This is not cre- creative editing. Creative editing would be a 30 yeah. second clip. Yeah. This is okay. this is a conversation about him bribing me. So there's no ifs, ands and buts. And he's afraid there's worse stuff out there. It tells you a lot about him. Carrie, I, I have to break for 60 seconds. Can you hang for a second? Okay. Sure. OK, back with Carrie Lake here in just a second. Uh, you know, life gets busy. Sometimes, you know, switching from one mobile carrier to another sounds like a hassle. You got other things to do. But if you're not thrilled with your cell phone bill every month, and I bet you're even less thrilled about paying money to big companies that donate it to leftist causes, uh, causes and people that are standing against the things you believe in. There is a company that is making it easy to switch. It is affordable. You're going to get a better deal. You're going to get the same coverage And they believe in the same values that you and I hold. It's Patriot Mobile. Their mission is to passionately defend our God-given constitutional rights and freedom and to glorify God always. Please do business with people who are helping us and are on our side. On top of having everything you could possibly want in a mobile phone plan, one of the three major networks, Patriot Mobile, doesn't send your hard-earned money in the aid of the destruction of America. Affordable plans for your budget. Excellent coverage. Top-notch U.S.-based customer service. It's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. You can go there or call 972. You'll get free activation when you use the offer code Beck. So join me. Make the switch today. It's easy. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. 972 Patriot 10 seconds station ID So Carrie you're a you're a former news anchor for many years you know how this works um and uh it is shocking to me that you have evidence of the GOP being dirty 
and the mainstream media won't pick it up. You'd think this would yeah. be a story they would run with forever. Why well, is- and, and they, they have picked it up. And I think initially they were like, what do we do with this? Because I am the, I am the person second to Trump that they like to bash over and, and just spread lies about and lie about. And so they, they picked it up and they covered it. And now they're like, oh, wait, what are we going to do? We've got a GOP guy uh, bribing her. And they love to attack the GOP, but yet we can't ever make her look good. So how do we cover this? I mean, it's they're unbelievable. Just, they don't know what to do. It's actually funny. I find it interesting. Just this week, when this story came out, the Arizona Re- Republic, I call it the Arizona Repugnant. It's gotten that bad. Our local paper. It's always been has bad. Public comments on any of the stories they put out. They know the public is fed up with them. The mainstream media is starting to fall apart. The wheels are coming off. You saw the hundreds of layoffs at the L.A. Times. Mm-hmm. People have just stunned the lies of the media. And thank God for people like you, Glenn. You've been around for a long time telling the truth. And thank God for the alternative media that's popping up and the independent journalists. We now have places to go where we can get the unfiltered truth and we don't have to depend on these propagandists. What is the biggest um thing that you would want to take on in congress what why are in in the senate who who would you allow uh, ally your ally uh, yourself with mm, wow that's a good question i you know I, I like a lot of i think there are a lot of good senators i love i love rand paul i love mike lee of course they're they're fighters um i've gotten to know john barrasso and i think he's a good man but I, I want to just go and represent the people of Arizona. I don't want to become part of a clique. I don't want to definitely don't want to become part of the back scratching club oh. that uh, that Jeff talked about. Despicable. Or the backstabbing club. I'm sure there's one of those. I'd rather be in the butt kicking club, to be honest. <laughs> uh, and and I want to take on the border. And I, I say that with a bit of reluctance because I have a feeling that. I'm hoping the border is going to be taken on before then. I mean, we, how much longer can we take? Can we wait until January 25? What do you think about uh, er, uh, about uh, Texas saying that it's an invasion and uh, calling up the National Guard and the fact that the Democrats are saying the president needs to federalize them and take that power away from the, the governor? Well, I, I was the first, when I ran for governor, I was the first candidate in the country to come up with a border plan and it called for me on day one uh, taking the oath of office to declare an invasion and put the National Guard on the border take yeah. back the right and control of our border. exactly what's happening I now know, I, I remember gonna... I wish somebody would have done it when you didn't I wish somebody would have taken your idea and done a little earlier but we're here now and it is clearly yeah, an invasion I'm glad, um, I'm glad it's happening and yeah. somebody said to me at the time well what if the what if Joe Biden sues you? What if he? I go sue me. What's he going to do? Arrest the yeah. governor? Yeah, bring, bring it, it on. on. So it's, Carrie, this is a fight worth having. Thank you so much. Uh, she is a um, candidate for the U.S. Senate uh, Senate in Arizona, uh, and she has made an awful lot of news this week. That's Carrie Lake. CarrieLake dot com. You want to support her? Find out more about her at Carrie K A R I Lake dot com. Back in a minute.
How long have you been dealing with pain in your life? Whether it's just one day or 50 years, it's too long. Pain makes it hard uh, or even unbearable to do basic things every day. But what if I told you this could be your year? This could be the year that you leave that pain behind and you improve the quality of life. If you've been living with pain, it might be hard to believe, but there is something out there that may help. million people have taken this. About 70% of them go on to order more. And they come right out and say it's not going to work for everybody, but it works for a lot of people. Just see if it's you. It's the three-week quick start that you can take. It's 1995 right now from Relief Factor. And it comes with Relief Factor's Feel Better or Your Money Back Guarantee. So you really don't have anything to lose. ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com. Or call 800 the number 4 relief. 800 the number 4 relief. When you feel the difference, you'll know it works. It's relieffactor.com. 1-800-4-RELIEF. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn and use the code Glenn30. You can save 30 bucks off your annual subscription to Blaze TV. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. I want to give you some good news, and I've got more good news uh, for you. In fact, uh, well, I'll get to it after we have Bob Rommel on. He is a Ford, uh, Florida state representative. This is a massive, massive win, and I wanted to get him on to congratulate him and everybody in Florida that was involved in this. The banks, 100 banks, including the big ones in Florida have now signed an agreement that they will not discriminate against their customers on the basis of their political views. Now, where's the teeth in this? What does it actually mean? Bob Rommel joins us now. Hi, Bob. How are you? Uh, good morning, Glenn, and thanks for having me back on the show. Um, we're doing great today. I mean, this is a this is a very big win. Tell me about it and tell me about the teeth. Well, well, Glenn, when I first started looking at, uh, you know, the ESG policies and what banks around America were doing, first of all, I couldn't believe it was happening. To me, it was a form of discrimination. And uh, really, they all told me, too, that uh, if they're a federally chartered bank, that Florida couldn't tell them what to do. And they they're kind of right. So really, the teeth of the bill was that if you use ESG policies in the state of Florida determining credit, uh, you will no longer be qualified to accept qualified public deposits in Florida, which is about $200 billion a year. So how do we know if they're doing that? Do the people have a right to know why they were turned down for a loan and to file suit? Uh, well, that's the second part of the bill that we were working on. But the first part is that the executives at these banks had to attest and sign that they were not using it. So now, uh, first of all, none of them wanted to sign it because I guess maybe they wanted to do it, but they had to attest. So we put their signature personally on the line for their corporation. And actually, every bank that does business in Florida, except one, signed it. Well, what was the one? Uh, I don't know, some communist bank of China or something. <laughs> was it really the Bank of China? No, no, it okay. was actually a small bank that does business in Canada, too. So okay. that's close, close to China. Okay, yeah, it's getting closer and closer. Um, the um, Is there teeth in that? For instance, uh, uh, when if if you signed this 
and you find out that they are engaging in that, what happens to the bank or the person who signed it? Well, then that bank will no longer be able to do business in Florida, period. And you know, when you're when you're talking $200 billion a year in business of public deposits, that's a big, uh, that's a big number. And obviously, their shareholders would be upset. But we working, we are working on part two of uh, that was HB three. We're working on part two. And what this would do if a bank discriminates against an individual and debanks you to tell you, you know, say you're just doing your checking and your savings, your credit cards through a bank and a bank debanks you because you know, they don't like you. Uh, and they're using this terminology of um, suspicious activity. Right. State of Florida is saying if you're doing, you know, suspending somebody for suspicious activity. You need to tell us privately. We don't want, you know, we don't want uh, bad guys that are doing, you know, human trafficking and things like that to get away with that stuff. Um, you tell us, and we see that you're doing it in good faith because there really are bad guys, and you really did tell the IRS, Department of Justice, it's okay. But if you did it just because of some political reason, ideological reason, well, first of all, you can't do business with us, and those people can sue you. That's really good. It, we have to take the power and give it to the people um, because we can't wait around for an attorney general to look at our complaint, decide to take it up, the individual needs to be able to say, I need, I, I want to know, deliver the documents. Why did I not get this? Why have I been debanked? Uh, and then be able to sue them. And the state can join if they care to, but it, it, it has to empower the people, not just the attorney general's office. Do you agree? You know, I think, uh, no, 100% agree, because it could take too long. It could take yes. It could take years for the attorney general to get to it. And by then, if you're a business owner you're and out. you can't do any banking, you're out of business, period. And, uh, I mean, we do remember a few years ago under the Obama administration when they put pressures on banks and uh, not to do business with short-term loan folks and people that sell, um, you know, legal guns. Um Listen, I don't frankly trust the big banks, and I don't frankly trust the uh, Department of Justice myself. Can you? Wow. Me neither. That was a surprise. Um, the, um, I, let, may I change the subject here, Bob? And I know I didn't prep you to be talking about this, and I don't know if you have an opinion uh, on it. But uh, obviously, uh, uh, Governor Abbott uh, has stepped into the big boots of uh, cowboy techs here and uh, said, we are declaring an invasion. And the government's not doing its job. That invokes the Constitution and my right to put the National Guard. Uh, the feds have said you have 24 hours to allow us to come on the property. It's my understanding from the lieutenant governor who I talked to. He said they're free to go and they can cut the wire, but we're going to put other wire right behind it. And that's all in line with the Supreme Court. You're you're from one of the states that said you signed on 25 states signed on yesterday to say we back Florida or we back Texas. If this goes on, are you would the state of Florida, do you think, would send National Guard to Texas? Glenn, in the past, we've already sent uh, some National Guard and some uh, actually FDLE, Florida Department of Law Enforcement, to help Texas. Not only would I support doing that, again, that would have to come from the governor or, yeah, yeah. you know, we as the legislative body, but I would volunteer my time to go there and help them myself because it is an invasion of America. The fabric of America is being destroyed purposely 
because the Biden administration wants to do it. They're destroying Texas, but they're also destroying small towns around the country where these people are being dropped off and now living and becoming part of society. They're destroying schools. They're destroying hospitals. They're destroying affordable housing because the government's paying $450 a day for these people to live in some place. And uh, veterans are getting kicked out of you know homes that they live in. Oh, it's worse than that. I have a story here. Uh, the VA has a backlog of one million veteran claims, but the resources are going to illegal immigrants. So a million veterans are not getting the services they've been promised because of this. I mean, this is an outrage. You know, I, I, I know we have to be compassionate to other people, and yes. I feel bad that everybody wasn't born in America. But there's 8 billion people in America, and 7 billion of them live below our poverty standards. We can't take them all in illegally because then we have no laws. And what you talked about veterans, we work really hard here in Florida to be veteran-friendly. And when I see how much money we're spending on illegals, I said, could we just spend a little bit more on veterans and give them what they're due? They've... I get frustrated. Bob, I, I asked this of uh, Ron DeSantis when he was running for governor. I said, you can't run a second term uh, or a third term. And uh, I'm afraid that this will all be redone. He said, no, we're doing it the right way. He said, we're passing all of this as legislation. He said, my goal is to make the governor's office so impotent uh, that uh, they can't go back. Uh, or, do you feel comfortable that we've you've made enough progress and you can get to that finish line before his term ends you know i obviously we has two more years and and i think we can do more and i do have confidence in the bench that we have uh but we're not as ruby red as people think i mean it was no, no, his not. first his first election he won by thirty two thousand votes uh the country today is a little bit different than his election two years ago and um but i know that we have a good bench i know people are going to fight i know people like me are going to fight i'm termed out myself right now mm. uh, at the end of this session uh but you know what i deep down i have confidence in the people that are moving to florida they're usually moving because they came from a bad state uh, so they're not bringing that policy here because actually our, our voter logs for republicans keep rising um, but, you know, we, we have to keep the pedal to the metal and uh, step on the liberals' throats if they think that it's okay to destroy America. Uh, <clears throat> you should talk to somebody in the state. I, I've, I talked to uh, two governors in Texas about this, and neither of them took us up on this. I, I felt that there should be a trailer that runs before every movie in Texas that is just very, very positive. It's not political, but it's just you know, a lot of people moved here for a reason. Texas is different. And uh, don't forget what what you moved here for, why you moved away and came here. Keep Texas, Texas. Uh, and uh, nobody, nobody liked that idea. I, I think Florida should do the same thing. No, I, I agree. And we have a saying here, uh, make America Florida. I mean, we were one of the first. We were one of the first states that uh, banned sanctuary cities. And, you know, we've been in lawsuits with different cities. Uh, but you see what happens when you have sanctuary cities. You destroy a city, San Francisco, one of the most beautiful cities in America. Well, they did clean uh, it up when, you yeah, know, when President Z came. Yeah. Uh, I, I, these are simple things. I mean, we live in a law and order country 
I think, unless you're an illegal and then you want to go to California, get a sex change, they'll pay for it. But or, that, you know, if the, you're a part of the elite political class or you're part of some uh, community that is organized and and uh, has, you know, special reasons to get away with crime, you know. But other than that, we're a law and order country. I know those elitists in Davos, they want us to all drive our bicycles, but they can fly in their planes and... It's, uh, it's awful. But we're we're gonna we're gonna keep fighting. I have faith in our country. Um, I love our country. I know we've gone through tougher times. I think, but uh, it seems like the world is against the way we live our life here in America. Right. And unfortunately, so is the White House. Uh, Barry Loudermilk, thank you so much. Republican from uh, Georgia is. Uh, pardon me. Oh my gosh! I'm sorry. Do I? I have Barry. On, I had Barry on last hour. I'm sorry. I'm just looking at the- <laughs> <laughs> I should have thought of that. Um, uh, so so sorry about that. Um, thank you so much for being on the program, Bob. Uh, I really appreciate it. Everything that you guys have done uh, in Florida, and you've really led the way on ESG. So Bob Rommel from Florida, thank you. Thank you, Glenn. You God bet. bless. Bye-bye. Good, was a, that was a nice Joe Biden moment you just I had know, there. I that just, was- <laughs> I was because I was looking at what was no, coming had, up yeah. in the schedule and everything, and I just looked at I don't know what I am. <laughs> Anyway, uh, coming up in uh, coming up in just a minute, uh, we have Thomas Massey, and Thomas is going to talk to us about the pipe bombs. Uh, the January sixth narrative is completely falling apart, but half the country is missing the entire narrative arc of this, and it is really incumbent upon us to know the facts um, and be able to talk to our friends. And say, hey, this is what happened here and here and here. Nefarious people were involved. Let's both agree on that. But what else was going on? And uh, Thomas Massey has been working on this. We have him coming up in just a few minutes. First, if you uh, if you own a dog, yes, I dare say it. And you keep your dog in the master bedroom. Uh, and you've uh, you've watched him experience the joy of rough greens. You know, it works. Your dog, it's it's like dog crack, except it's healthy. I mean, you know, not that crack isn't healthy. I don't mean to go out on that limb. Jeez. Um, but it tastes so good for them. They love it. And they they are more active. At least my dog was more active. Uh, the He's more alert. It, it's really a dramatic change. If it's healthy, it's in your in rough greens. It's not in your kibble food, which bakes everything out. It has to be sterilized. What are you getting from sterilized food? Roughgreens.com slash back. They're going to give you your first bag free. You just pay for shipping. 833-GLEN-33. 833-GLEN-33. Call them now and uh, ask for your first trial bag. They'll ship it to you. It's roughgreens.com slash back. The Glenn Beck Program. Glenn's newsletter is free and full of useful info delivered every day right to your inbox. Sign up at glennbeck.com. Hmm. Stu. A lot of stuff going on. You afraid yet? Afraid of what, Glenn? You're not afraid. No, I'm not afraid. You will be. <laughs> 
You <laughs> will be. <laughs> oh, my. That's the way it works. You know, I had to get that in there because last hour it was Admiral Akbar. It's a trap. No. And, you know, there's there's an awful lot that Star Wars gave us and then they wrecked it. Yes, they've wrecked it for me. I, I stood by it all the way until the eighth one they released, I would say. <laughs> like the first three, obviously classics. The prequels, underwhelming and bad, but also had some moments. And It didn't turn me. I was like, okay, it's prequels, and, and they're going to finish this, and then it'll be done. Yep. Uh, and I was okay, honestly, with the first one they released and the new batch. I was okay with it. What was it? I don't remember what it was called, but it was a. It was basically a complete shot-for-shot shot remake of the original, and oh. they just changed the names of the characters. But it was, uh, you know, I thought it was all right. And then they went into that other, the second one there. The, I, I don't know what they were thinking. I don't even know. And the what last they are one now. was his, was catastrophic as well. I mean, the last two were horrible. And then they're like, okay, well, look, we know that didn't work out. People were kind of pissed off at a lot of those movies. Let's give you a great series. We'll call it The Mandalorian. We'll have the best character in the series. And then we'll fire her for a tweet. <laughs> and I, th that's really where they lost me. Because I was still watching. I mean, Mandalorian was okay. I was still watching it. But when they blew out Gina Carano, it just like, it's one of those things that was just like, this is insanity. It was like my Disney moment. A lot of people had it later yeah. with, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know if they were trying to like trans your kid or something. But like, I was <laughs> like, I, like, you just fired this woman for something that was completely completely innocuous and that that another cast member tweeted the exact same thing about the opposite party and he just got to keep keep going and she was like the best character on the show here's the thing if you don't have the div disney hate yet if that hasn't happened to yeah. you you know you're not there you will be <laughs> you will be all right, coming up in just a second. Thomas. Barry Loudermilk is coming up. He's going to be back on. Shut up. And then, and then I make some beer and the things with Great Lakes and is, uh, is great. You see that with Joe Biden today? Yeah, what that was the that? The beer thing? Can what? we play some of that? that, that, was, that was, Can we? Yeah, please. please. Yes. I, I, <laughs> I request. You know what I thought of when you said, can we play that? I thought, it's a trap. <laughs> but it's not. It's just good fun. Friday with the Glenn Beck Program. The Glenn Beck Program. Have you seen how all of this is just falling apart in on, on am, almost every front? Inflation, the economy, jobs, the World Economic Forum. That's a conspiracy. Is it? Really? 
Uh, the COVID uh, vaccines, that's all coming out. Now, there's new news out about it today that they didn't release information that uh, myocarditis is could be a side effect because they didn't want people to panic. Oh, I don't know. Maybe that's something you should have told us. It's all coming apart. The border and the January 6th narrative is really falling apart quickly, especially when it comes to the pipe bombs. And we're going to talk to a guy who in Congress has been following this like crazy. He's going to give us uh, an update. Barry Loudermilk is going to be joining us here in just a uh, just a second. So no, no, no. that's hour hour one. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, Bob Rommel is going to be with us. He was on an hour two. He was on an hour two. Thomas Massey on. Oh, Thomas Massey. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thomas Massey joins us in just a second. (laughs) I love Thomas. Okay. Let's say you want to sell your house. If that idea sounds simple, you've probably never done it before. Let me assure you, literally nothing about it except cashing the checks is fun. It's the same with buying a house, especially right now. You have to have the right real estate agent that is absolutely on his or her game. You could easily be in for a really bad time. Now, years ago, I really got tired of mediocre real estate agents, and it wasn't their fault. It was mine. I didn't know how to interview them. Well, I started working with the 500 best real estate agents in uh, the country, according to the Wall Street Journal, and I've learned a lot. I want to pair these people up with you. There's a reason some real estate agents make a lot of money and some don't. There There are tricks to the trade, if you will. They're called best practices, and that's what we look for and turn on to you. I'm not charging you anything. My company's not charging you anything for the, uh, for the tip. All you have to do, if you're buying or selling a house, go to realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. The name says it all. Go there now. We'll hook you up, whether you're moving across the street or across the country. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Our good friend, Thomas Massey. Hello, Thomas. How you doing, Glenn? I'm good. I'm good. I got a couple of things to talk to you about, uh, but I, I would really like to hear what is happening with the January 6th pipe bomb. There is so much breaking news on this this week that it is it's shocking. Shocking. Yeah. Well, let me tell you where this all started. When we took the majority, remember, the Democrats had the majority for two years. When we took the majority it became possible for us to go look at the videos of January 6th. So my staff sat over there and watched dozens of hours. We found something that had never been released. I worked for weeks. I finally got, uh, went all the way to the top, got Kevin McCarthy to, to pull some levers, and I got a video released of the second pipe bomb being discovered. They've never talked about who discovered the second pipe bomb. So then... Uh, I got to talk to the assistant director this is of the FBI. This is the guy in charge of the investigation. For two years, he was in charge of this investigation. And, and, and it wasn't just a little chit-chat, and it wasn't five minutes in a hearing. We had several hours with him in a deposition, a transcribed mm. interview. And I put these questions to him. For instance, how does a one-hour kitchen timer on these bombs, how does it supposed to set the bomb off 17 hours later? Uh, because remember the FBI said, Oh, these were planted the night before we've got videotape of this person walking around, putting these bombs out one at the RNC, one at the DNC. But when they were the next day, the question is how the heck can they go off? And he, he, he told me 
I said, do you, I asked him, do you think they intended for the bomb to go off the next day? He said, I can't speculate on that, sir. I said, well, let me ask you this. Do you think it was technically possible for a kitchen timer? No, no. He said, I said, that has a one hour duration. He said, no. I said to detonate a bomb 17 hours later. He said, no, I don't. (laughs) And how come they both stopped at 20 minutes till? Yeah. I mean, what are the odds? The synchronicity of of the discovery of these two bombs, my question is, how hard did they look for the third bomb? How did they know there were just two bombs? They're they're like, all right, let's wrap this bomb thing up. We got them both. Uh, But that's kind of their attitude. The the interesting thing is um, the video you released uh, shows that the the source was a Capitol Police officer, right? Uh, Off-duty. Uh, I have not interviewed that person yet. They okay. say plain clothes. Capitol plain clothes. Okay. Officer. So Capitol yeah. Police officer finds the bomb. And the picture is comical because it's just sitting in front of the bushes. It clearly, I mean, it looks, it, all it's missing is Acme on the uh, front of it. It looks like a pipe bomb with a, you know, wires coming out of a kitchen timer. All right? It's ridiculous. Nobody, nobody finds this. Just about 20 minutes before uh, the vote is going down, a plainclothes police officer happens to spot it. And then he goes over casually to the uh, Secret Service, talks to them casually for a while, then goes around the other side of the window, talks to that officer, then leaves, and the Secret Service don't leave their car. Then children. Yeah, kids. Children are walking by. Oh, my gosh. A whole group of little children are walking by. And the FBI is not saying or the Secret Service are not saying, hey, can you cross on the other side of the street, please? Nothing. Nothing. How is that happening? What did Uh, he say? (laughs) He he I said with that person who, by the way, I don't know for sure that it was a plainclothes Capitol Hill police. officer. All right. Don't know that for certain until I talk to that person. But I have reason to believe that's probably true. I asked him at the time, before we knew that fact or suspected that fact, I said, would, that, would the people who found these bombs be suspects? And he said, absolutely. That's investigation 101. And I said, well, who found the bomb? He said, I don't know. And I was like, <laughs> oh, but he's been running it for two years. For two years. Here's the other thing. I asked him, okay, how confident are you that the person you have on video the night before is the person who planted those bombs? He said, very, very confident. They said, well, how did that work when you went to, did you use the cell phone data? Did you geofence and and locate this person? And this is when he told me what is unbelievable to me. And he said, I don't want to start any conspiracy theories, but the, the data was corrupted. From one of the providers, and that's probably why we couldn't get the, well, we can't figure out who this person was. The data was corrupted. They can find the thousands of grandmas and go break down the nursing home doors to throw them in jail, but the data was corrupted on that guy. Wow. it's, uh, It's the dog ate my homework explanation that just doesn't match up. Did you, did you? Did you ask him about the video that they have shown that is at a uh, a frame rate that no security camera has ever had? I asked him about that. I asked another in a follow-up inter- uh, briefing from the FBI that I had just before Christmas. 
I asked another person about that and the alternate angles. They've got different angles from that camera that they seem to not be releasing or showing us that would show the person actually placing the bomb the night before. Right. Remember, we've got video of a person, but we have no video of him placing it. Placing. Right. On either near the DNC was actually closer to the Capitol Hill Club than the DNC. And we have no video of them placing it at the, at the RNC. Sorry, RNC, D, uh, Capitol Hill Club are next to each other. DNC is further down the street. Um, so I asked, you know, I asked the you know, assistant director in charge. This is Stephen D'Antuano. He's since retired from the FBI, by and, the way. And by the oh, way, he, wait, wait, wait. He's also the guy that got a promotion. He was in uh, Michigan he was the guy who thwarted and oversaw the operation on the Whitmer kidnapping case, which was a joke and thrown out. So he, because of that great success, he was transferred and put into Washington, D.C., which is, a, is the place that everybody's trying to get to. And then after this, he suddenly resigns. It's weird. What happened? Yeah, well, well, not until he had a non-investigation for two years of the pipe bomb. For you know, I've talked to people who live in that vicinity. They have townhouses near where the person allegedly placed the bombs the night before, and where the bombs were found. They weren't talked to until months later. Like you have to be there. The the evidence starts disappearing. You know, within hours. For instance, as this person walked around the neighborhood. There's Wi-Fi. Did you go check the Wi-Fi routers? Did their Wi-Fi try to connect to somebody's cell phone? Mm-hmm. Did Bluetooth devices try to connect? Um, there was no effort, as far as we can tell, and as far as I know from talking to the people that own townhouses around there, to do that. There's a complete lack of diligence here. Let me ask you, um, you know, uh, motive plays a real role here. Um, who would have the motive to place bombs in a place where you know it's going to be 20 minutes before the vote and the vice president is inside of that building who has who would have motive of doing that really 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 bad guys right mm-hmm. or those who are trying to uh, put together a setup correct a narrative right correct. okay it, but if the indictment the indictments on all the j well i don't know if it's all the j6ers i just learned this last night from kyle seraphin he says that the pipe bombs are mentioned in the narrative that, you know that was used to oh indict oh my everyone. gosh so Not, you have trying. this you have this narrative except if it was really nefarious people why wouldn't the vice president the dnc uh, the media, everybody else, why wouldn't they be digging into this story and talking about these pipe bombs? For two years, we've not heard anything about these pipe bombs. Why? What would the motivation be if it was planted by somebody nefarious? Are they suddenly just becoming just very, very, very Christ-like and saying, well, we can forgive and forget? <laughs> the- uh, by the way, it was the incoming vice president who was like 30 feet from this bomb for right. what what would have been, you know, a long time. Yeah. Yeah. 
And they're not, I mean, why have they not played that up? In fact, they kept the fact that she was at the DNC where this pipe bomb was out of public knowledge for a long time. But why wouldn't they use that to say, look, correct. The first, you know, African-American female vice president was almost murdered on correct. January 6th. It is the most bomb. egregious part of January 6th. If it would have happened. And if you believe those were nefarious people that put those in, you would be all over that. You know, if we found, you know, uh, the bombs in the World Trade Center wired to the uh, wired to the uh, uh, the pillars and we caught it in time, we would be saying they planted bombs. Thank God they didn't go off and the pillars of the World Trade Center. Why wouldn't you do that with this? You know, with the Boston bombing, they were at the Macy's where the pressure cooker was was purchased within 36 hours. They had identified the, you know, where the pressure cooker came from, and they were getting the video off of the Macy's camera within 36 hours of that bombing. So there's we there's, can let me ask the question the other way. So what what would the motive of the bad guy be? What would the motive of the quote you know air quote good guys be to not diligently follow all these leads to just sort of try to memory hole this whole episode of these two pipe bombs. And I would say the motive is uh, the most charitable interpretation is that they were Keystone cops and they don't want to be embarrassed by, they were terrible at doing all of this and they're embarrassed. They're more charitable than I am. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't believe it. I'm saying that's the charitable. I think the more probable uh, motive is that they were somehow involved, just like in the Michigan case, mm-hmm. where uh, you know they were trying to they were poking either. And I'm not saying it's, it's somebody who gets a you know goes to a cubicle at FBI or somewhere and, and draws a salary. Maybe these were assets, mm-hmm. and they were running something to try to ensnare anybody who was thinking of having mm-hmm. you know pipe bombs there. Well, they would gravitate toward this effort if it was hanging out there um, in the you know subversive underground. But they've totally they're just totally trying to memory hole this. I'm trying to get this out there. Um, by the way, it was Darren Beatty of Revolver News. Who he's would doing not great work. Go. Oh, he's doing great work. Great he's, work. He's the one I, I first showed. The, well, I couldn't show him the video. I told him what I saw in the video. And then when I, uh, you know, did the transcribed interview of the assistant deputy of the FBI who was in charge of the D.C. field office, he, you know, Darren was like, I think you should ask these questions and this question. And why didn't they do that? And um, I would encourage people. We've released that transcript just recently of me interviewing D'Antuano and folks should read that. I mean, this is the guy who was in charge of the investigation for two years. And he has no theory on, on why these pipe bombs had one-hour timers and were set 17 right. hours before. We'll get somebody on that on my staff. Get them to tweet that out right away so you can read it. Uh, back with, yep. Do you have a second? Can I ask you another yep. question? Let me break for 60 seconds. Back with Thomas Massey. Uh, relief factor sleep. When you're having a rough night and you keep tossing and turning, unable to sink down into that beautiful state of bliss that we call sleep, that we all wasted when we were teenagers. Anyway, um, if you have a hard time getting to sleep, reach for Relief Factor. You know what happens? 
you'll sleep soundly, and you'll wake up the next day feeling refreshed. Just like the regular Relief Factor that you take for pain, Relief Factor Sleep is 100% drug-free. It has a blend of natural ingredients designed to promote healthy sleep by reducing anxiety and distress, improving mood, and promoting relaxation. I know from experience it works. It's great. The first bottle is $19.95. Unleash the power of great sleep all naturally by calling 800 the number 4 relief that's 800 the number 4 relief or go to relieffactor.com 10 seconds station id Uh, the other guy that really needs uh, credit in this is scott baker from the blaze and we would ask that you would pray for him uh he's on the verge of oh steve baker i'm sorry um, what is happening? I'm turning into <laughs> Joe Biden. Uh, but Steve Baker uh, has done just tremendous work, and please pray for him. And Scott, I don't know if Scott needs Scott's him, great but throw him in. But, uh, him in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Steve, we, we fear, is, I mean, he's been notified he's going to be arrested uh, any day now for his coverage on all of this. He's it's, such a, you, you talk to him, he's such, such an aggressive, scary guy. Oh, he is, not he, though? You can yeah, tell, yeah. He, he puts you on the edge immediately. Yeah, mm-hmm. not at all. Not at all. Um, so, Thomas, there's been another couple of breaking things. One broke, I think, yesterday or this morning that um, we have now a memo uh, from, I think it was the CDC, saying that we can't release the fact that myocarditis may be a side effect of this because we'll panic America. Did you see this? Um, I did see that. And, uh, you know, I want to add something to this. I'm doing my own investigation of the FDA, uh, and I've done two transcribed interviews that haven't been released yet, and I plan to do a hearing. Uh, the two people in charge of vaccine approval at the FDA, each of whom had 30 years of experience, were forced out in the fall of 2021 yep. when, they, when they got orders from, from uh, the Biden administration to go from emergency use and to a full-on license. I remember because, this. Because they wanted to do mandates. And they felt like unless they had a license, they couldn't do the mandates. So these are these are people who were in charge of the vaccine approval at the FDA. And they were basically forced out, resigned because they were removed of all of their responsibilities. I've got several hours of transcribed interviews with them. When you have this ready, please come to Dallas. I'll spend the whole day going through it with you. I'd love to expose that. This is... The, the 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 unexplained or um, what do they call it over the you know overachiever deaths or whatever they call it the excess yeah. deaths is pretty phenomenal and that nobody well they are overachievers they're trying of overachievers the right description <laughs> I want my I want my death to count anyway um, it is By the way. truly frightening. Yeah, it, it, you know, there were signals. This is this is long past that memo you're talking about. You know, this is the fall of 2021. The memo right. you're talking about was almost as soon as the vaccines came out, I think, in January, February. But they uh, they knew well about myocarditis and these other side effects. But by the way, I, these these are actually what I would call kind of the the mythical people who 
are apolitical, who just go about doing their jobs for decades inside of the government. They believe in the real science, not the science with the trademark beside it. And I I couldn't tell you if they're Republican or Democrat, haven't asked them, but they left because they were being told to ignore the science and to skip all of the things they knew that were right to do. Uh, This, I mean, we're in a very dangerous place right now because the deep state and all of the people that are so corrupt there it's all coming undone and it's going to be exposed and when that happens uh that's when those people panic um don't panic we are on the winning side truth is coming out as always thomas Matthew massey thank you for being on the program thanks glenn glenn beck NMLS 182334, NMLSconsumeraccess.org. APR for the rates in the five starts at 6.275% for well-qualified buyers. Call 800-906-2440 for details about credit costs and terms. Sometimes when the going gets rough financially, the best thing you can do is have somebody by your side. And it's not just anyone, but somebody who's there to help dig your way out and knows how to do it and is helping people do it every day. There's a salary-based mortgage consultant at American Financing just waiting on the other end of that phone for you to call so they can be that person for you. They've helped so many people already. Right now, great news in the market for homeowners. Interest rates have dropped, and they're now in the low fives, which is a lot lower than they were last year. If you've been buried in high-interest credit card debt just to make ends meet, now is the time to break free. American Financing can help you access the cash in your home to pay off that high-interest debt. Last year, they helped customers save an average of $854 a month. That's a $10,000 raise you'd be giving yourself. Then you might be able to delay your payments for two months for more savings. And then you can write all that interest off for taxes. AmericanFinancing.net, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. Don't forget, you can join the Blaze now. Glenn Beck, uh, blazetv.com slash Glenn Beck. Promo code Glenn. Remember when that letter came out and uh, it was all the former intelligence people and they were like, oh, this, I mean, we don't have any access to any real information, but that Hunter Biden thing that looks a lot like it came from Russia. Right? Remember that? I do remember. They said it just like that yeah, with that voice. Still, a guy of Russia is, <laughs> just sounds like Russia. I'm sorry. That's just the way I hear them now. No, it is. Yeah, it is for like, me, too. Hey, I'm Barney <laughs> from the bar on the Simpsons. <laughs> That's exactly it. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, uh, some new FBI uh, people have come out um, and they just wrote a letter to the Honorable Mike Johnson, the dishonorable Charles uh, Sumner, uh, the Honorable Mike Turner. Charles Sumner? Are we going way back? What is is happening with you today? (laughs) I was like, Sumner, man, he's still around? I got to get my eyes fixed, man. I got to get my eyes fixed. And there you have it. 
Another example of why Glenn Beck is in the Radio <laughs> Hall of Fame. Hey, stop for a second. Let me just teach you something here. Okay? You guys are not in the Hall of Fame. No. Right? So no. let me teach those who could someday be in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. You work. You work hard. You master your craft. Okay. They give you the award, and then you just give up. Because there's <laughs> Wait. nothing they can do about it. Really? Okay. So anyway, this is going to the uh, Permanent uh, Select Committee on Intelligence. Uh, the majority and minority leaders, uh, Homeland Security, Homeland Security and Government Affairs. And it says this subject, the United States is facing a new and imminent danger. Dear Mr. Speaker, Senate Majority Leader and Chairman, as former senior executives of the Federal Bureau of Investigation with deep experience combating dangers to the nation, We write to express our concern about a current specific threat that may be one of the most pernicious ever to menace the United States. I don't know. You got my attention. Yeah, sure. The danger arises from the nature of the threat itself. Wars and espionage, bombings and riots are sadly familiar delivery systems of instability, intimidation, and insecurity. The country... uh, has faced these has faced these more and more throughout its history but it is held together though not without struggle the threat we call out today is new and unfamiliar in its modern history the us has never suffered from an invasion of the homeland and yet one is unfolding now military aged men from across the globe many from countries or regions not friendly to the united states are landing in waves on our soil by the thousands, not by splashing ashore from a a ship or parachuting from a plane, but rather by foot across the border that has been accurately advertised around the world as largely unprotected and ready to grant you access. It would be difficult to overstate the danger represented by the presence inside our borders of what is comparatively a multi-division army of young single adult males from hostile nations and regions whose background, intent, or allegiance is completely unknown. They include individuals encountered by border officials and then possibly released into our country along with a shockingly high estimate of gotaways, meaning those who have entered and evaded apprehension. In light of such daunting, unprecedented penetration by uninvited foreign actors, it is reasonable to assert that the country possesses dramatically diminished national security at this time. The nation's military and laws and other natural protective barriers that have provided traditional security in the past have been thoroughly circumvented over the past three years. In 2021, the demographics of those crossing the poorest border on our south started to shift. Young men from around the world traveling alone and holding questionable motivations dramatically increased in number to become the most common profile of those breaching our nation's borders. The startling number have been found on the terrorist watch list or are from countries designated as state sponsors of terror distinctly unfriendly to the United States. This particularly is alarming in light of the Hamas terror attack on Israel on October 7. Those of us who have fought terrorism know that historically successful terrorist attacks invite mimicry. We know as well that terror leaders intentionally cultivate throngs of young men possessing certain easily manipulated personality types to carry out these atrocities. 
It is stark to say so, but having a large number of young men now within our border could, uh, that could begin an attack gathering of ar- unarmed citizens in intimidation of 10-7, or I'm sorry, in, um, in imitation of 10-7 and behest of a foreign terror group it must be considered. Why is this I mean, computer stupid thing? It um, must be considered a distinct possibility. We would be remiss not to call this out. It's a potentially grave threat in the most direct terms. The warning lights are blinking. And yet, this very rare, real concern does not seem to be getting the focus it logically deserves. The director of the FBI has correctly assessed an elevated threat level since 10-7, but relatively little discussion has followed highlighting unsecured borders as uh, as a significant cause of this increasing dangerous environment. It is troubling. It's a troubling concern that needs illumination, not avoidance. Any violation of the nation's immigration laws increase our risk. But the surge in numbers of single military-age males descending upon America cities and towns is alarming and perilous. Additionally, they are not just from terror-linked regions, but from China and Russia as well. Hostile adversaries of the U.S. with aspirations to devastate national infrastructure. For those reasons, elements of this recent surge are likely no accident or coincidence. These men are potential operators in what appears to be an accelerated and strategic penetration, a soft invasion designed to gain internal access to a country that cannot be invaded militarily in order to inflict catastrophic damage if and when an enemy deems it necessary. This new reality, this never-seen-before threat, deserves greater attention. The borders need to be secured against these young men and those already here illegally. They must be identified and removed without delay. This will take coordinated cooperative efforts of the FBI, Department of Homeland Security, and the rest of the intelligence community to achieve. Yeah, fat chance. We encourage these actions— and much greater congressional attention to this threat. The country has been invaded. It is an invasion that will continue as long as the nation's enemies perceive that it will be tolerated. Until it is stopped, the United States is extraordinarily less safe and secure. Knowing all of this, it would be a shameful travesty if some terrible attack, as preventable as these attacks would be, were to occur against innocent Americans or the infrastructure that keeps our nation safe and functioning. The government will have failed grievously for its, in its duty to protect. Sincerely, Kevin R. Brock, Assistant Director, uh, Directorate of Intelligence, Federal Bureau of Investigation, also Principal Deputy Director, National Counterterrorism Center, uh, and uh, Mr. Chris Swecker, Assistant Director, Criminal Investigation Division, Federal Bureau of Investigation. Both of them are former and retired from the FBI. That is a clear clarion call. Now, if you really want to be um, cynical, you'll say, oh, yeah, but it just came out when Texas uh, said it was an invasion invoking 
the powers for the governor in the U.S. Constitution. But is there any part of that you don't think is true? I mean, the facts are behind this letter. We know that how many out were on the terrorist list that we know of, like 118 that we know of? People are coming in from Russia, whole swaths of people, men coming in military age from China. You, you don't think that in 10 million people, there aren't 200 that have nefarious thoughts? It's insanity. With what we went through after 9-11, for us to be this intentionally blind is insanity. And just yet another agent of chaos. Because that is all that those who are trying to grab control of the world and the Western freedoms, that's all they're about. Chaos, chaos, chaos. Whatever you do, just do the next right thing. If you find yourself being surrounded or talked into chaos or anything that would cause more confusion and chaos, get away from it. Do not lose your first citizenship to try to save your second citizenship. Back in just a second, the winter clouds have begun to lift and spring isn't that far around the corner from us. I don't know about you. You're living, you know, back east. By the way, let me just say this. When things happen, where you are is where you will be. You will be. So uh, you might want to think about that. Anyway, uh, spring isn't far around the corner from us. It is time to give your home a fresh new look. You can start with Blinds.com. Right now, you can save up to 45% with their end-of-season flash sale. They have so much to choose from, and they can do it all uh, from their office and your comfort of your own home. You don't have to have people come into your house. You get the upfront quote online, no hidden fees, and you can either do the measuring and installation yourself, or you can let Blinds.com come out and do it for you. But I got to tell you, I am not handy at all. I did all the measuring and everything for my blinds, and I got it right because they were on the phone going, no, dummy, no. God, have you never used a tape measure before? There's a reason Blinds.com is the industry leader in online window treatments. Blinds.com not only, not only offers you free shipping, but also their 100% satisfaction guarantee. Save up to 45%. Plus, score premium doorbusters right now during the Blinds.com end-of-season flash sale. Up to 45% off, but only for a limited time at Blinds.com. That's Blinds.com. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Okay, there's a couple of things. First of all, proof positive of what I just said about an invasion. I want to show you some video here. I'll describe it as it goes up on the screen. Migrants are in a boat, and they land uh, near San Diego. They're in La Jolla, California. And here is a uh, video of it. You'll see this black rubber boat. It's just speeding onto shore. It, it looks like what our Navy SEALs 
use, okay? Same thing. It's full of people all dressed in black. It comes ashore, people are standing there, and you can hear some of them go, wait a minute, what's going on? Why isn't somebody doing about this? You hear the cops coming. Somebody at least called the cops. I, I wasn't sure what was going on. And you see these guys come out of the boat. They're carrying black bags, some of them, and they're all wearing black, all identical. They get off the boat and they run into the neighborhood and they get away. They're illegal aliens. Now, I understand why people aren't doing anything, quite honestly, because they think that they're going to be arrested if they get involved. And in California, you probably would. But that should tell you you're not in control. This country is no longer about you, the people, about the citizen and their rights. You don't have it. They have it. And you don't know who those people are. Didn't that look, look like a Navy SEAL invasion? Yeah. I mean, a, a, not a maybe highly trained one. Yeah. But not necessarily a well-equipped one. Right. But yeah. still, it's scary. And, and it's, it's a question of how many times do we, on a daily basis, have that same question in our mind? Why isn't anyone doing anything? So uh, We the, see it over and over and over again. The president is trying to ch- change the narrative here. He came out this week and he said, I've, I've never said the border was secure. What? I, I've always said that it wasn't secure. I want you to listen to... Uh, the administration over the last couple of years, just some highlights, cut three. You're confident this border's secure? We have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. Uh, the border is closed. The border is secure. No doubt about it. Uh, our, our border is secure. The border remains closed. It is not open. We are turning away the majority of adults. The removal of Title 42 does not the mean the border is open. Uh, anyone who suggests otherwise is simply doing the work of these smugglers. I want to be very clear. Our borders are not open. There certainly is not an open border. Uh, we are continuing to employ our immigration proceedings and process and restrictions at the border. People who cross our border unlawfully and without a legal basis to remain will be pr- promptly processed and removed. The border is secure. The fact that the uh, removal of Title 42 is happening in just a day or two doesn't mean that the border is open. It just doesn't mean that. The border is Secure. Did you know you said that the border is secure, sir? No, it's not. I haven't been here for the last 10 years. I've said it for the last 10 years. Give me the money. Stop. So, what does he say? I've never believed that the border was secure. I haven't said that. I've, I've been saying that for the last 10 years. But you won't give me the money. This isn't about money. Why is it it's su- Did the money suddenly dry up? The minute you got into office, it's not about the money. Now, let me ask you, who's the one in rebellion? Who is the one that is telling the truth? Who's the one that is on the side of law and order and safety for Americans? Is it the administration that has been telling you now for three years and we will have 10 million people across that totally secure closed border is it them or is it the so-called conspiracy theorists see the hard thing with a conspiracy theory is you got to tell people what they really can't see with their own eyes it's not a it's not a theory it's an absolute fact 
Look at it in your own town. Stand up, America. You are not someone who destroys. You are someone who builds. Step up. The Glenn Beck Program.